On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to you guys about our five key takeaways and key parts to winning this game for the Indianapolis Colts. Guys, we just did our game preview. If you haven't checked that out, be sure to go do so. Uh, That was definitely a lot of fun. And guys, beforehand, before we even get started into this, I understand that there's a lot of things that you can mention here. And we honestly didn't have a lot of trouble putting together five keys here because there are a lot of things that the Colts really needed to improve on and a lot of things they need to do in a situational kind of team like the Minnesota Vikings, but they are at home. We're certainly hoping they can get the win. Cody, you have the list. Why don't you go ahead and start us off here with our first key? Yeah, number five for me has to be making sure that you're forcing the Vikings to go on longer drives. You can't allow those big plays to happen. We saw that a couple times in Jacksonville. The Colts miscommunicated and stuff happens, unfortunately. Um, And that honestly, some of those bigger plays, they happened. And honestly, if those plays don't happen, man, maybe that game is completely different. So, I think you got to do that by limiting the big play, and you can also limit the big play by getting more consistent pressure on the quarterback. The Colts uh, got four sacks last week in Jacksonville, but overall we felt like there needed to be more consistent pressure throughout that game, not necessarily always translating to sacks, but definitely felt like that needed to happen. Number four, what we got here is the Colts attacking the corners for the Vikings in the passing game. Now, guys... This is a Vikings roster that has a couple of injuries right now on its defensive secondary, and it it actually gave up uh, over 400 yards of offense in the past game last week against the Green Bay Packers. So they certainly have their fair share of issues. Uh, Cameron Dantzler, the corner that they drafted in the third round this last year, he is most likely going to be out for this game as well with, I believe it was a rib injury. So they are down a couple of guys. They're very young and very inexperienced in that secondary. Kind of a little bit like we are. You know, we kind of have that issue a little bit with some inexperienced guys. But again, guys, it's two secondaries that are going to have an issue. And I think that if this is the time, if this is a game that the Colts want to attack the secondary, this is one of those games that you need to do it. If you're going to throw the football a good amount of times, this is one of the games to do it because it's going to be one of the weaker secondaries that the Colts are going to face this year. Not saying to get away from the run game. We need to continue to do that, but don't be afraid to attack this secondary because it is young and inexperienced and is not very healthy as well. Number three, you definitely got to take Adam Thielen out of this game. I mean, Thielen really, uh, you know, last week against the Packers, he had a really, really good game. He had six catches for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. 
So you got to make sure that you're really uh, double covering him, taking him out of this game. Because other than other than Thielen, there really wasn't a lot of uh, other pass catchers that really did much um, outside of Asabi, Asabi Johnson, however you say his name. Uh, you know, J- Justin Jefferson only had a couple catches. Uh, Kyle Rudolph only had a couple catches. Irv Smith had a catch. So you got to make those guys beat you. You can't allow Thielen to beat you. You got to do what you can to make sure that he is double covered at all times and you're making sure you're taking him out of this game. He is not the reason you lose this game or you get beat. You have to make those other guys beat you. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to try to, like we said earlier, to keep Kirk Cousins off his feet. And if we're able to take away his number one target a little bit more, it'll make him look to different areas. It'll keep him holding the ball a little bit longer, can give that pass rush a little bit better of a chance. So that was number three that we had there. Number two, it involves the rushing attack. So we obviously didn't do very great when it came to the first half of the rushing game when it came to the Jacksonville game and stopping the run. But basically what we're trying to do here is what you did in the second half, let's continue to do that. You want to try to continue to slow this rushing attack down for the Minnesota Vikings, especially now you have Dalvin Cook, who is definitely a top five running back in this league, a guy that can kill you at any time if you're not careful. And one thing that I kept saying, Cody, and I was talking to you off air about it, was you got to keep outside contained. Uh, The Dalvin Cooks of the world and the way the running backs for the Colts like to make their living. They like to go, they like to read off the tackles. They don't like to run on the inside. They want to get outside and make plays out in the open field. And that's what Dalvin Cook likes to do as well. Likes to beat you with that power and speed that he has. So if we can keep the defensive ends to keep contained, and also, Cody, now that I uh, think about it, and we'll think about this uh, because Fitty Rap was actually talking to me about this uh, the earlier today and said, are we going to see more of Muhammad and Ben Banigou this next week? Because we know Danico Autry can be a better pass rusher, but when we're trying to talk about preventing the run to the outside, are Muhammad and, B- and Banigou better options for the Colts to start versus having a Danico Autry out there to protect the run. Definitely the number one for me, you got to make sure that you're doing is you're being more efficient in the running attack. The Colts last week after Marlon Mack went down, they kind of went away from the running attack. I mean, you saw it in how many passing attempts Phillip Rivers had last week. Um, the Colts really kind of abandoned that. And Frank Reich acknowledged that. And he said, you know, I felt like I really abandoned the run too fast. So the Colts got to get back to their identity of running the dang ball and uh, they, they really got to do that. They got to get Jonathan Taylor going. He's gonna, he was named their starter earlier this week. Got to get him going. Got to get Naheem Hines going. Jordan Wilkins as well, who's going to get more of an expanded role now. Whatever it looks like, the Colts need to get their running attack to really help complement this passing attack. And if they can do that, I really think they have a good chance in this game. So uh, another notable news that we didn't mention, Pat Fline, uh, Vikings guard, Uh, He is not going to play this game. He's out for the year. So that is something also kind of looking at some of these, um, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback and then also being able to stop the running attack. You won't have to face him. So DeForest Buckner and company should really be able to take advantage of that. That's something that will play into that as well. But that'll do it for our look at 
the five keys to victory for the Indianapolis Colts versus the Minnesota Vikings. We feel like if the Colts can do all these fairly well, they have a good shot at winning this game. So that'll do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.